We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Byron Nelson First Look Research Preview all powered by FantasyNational.com. This is the time to get in. Actually, Wednesday is the time to get in on FantasyNational.com slash mail for 20% off, by the way, because if you get a weekly membership on Wednesday, then all of a sudden you get Wednesday to Wednesday, which includes Byron Nelson and the PGA Championship. So... I would highly recommend that you do that. Although, if you want the live stats for the PGA Championship, you'd probably have to renew on the next Wednesday anyway, which I would also highly recommend that you do. If you want to live bet, you want to play DraftKings Showdown, whatever it might be, or just research as the tournament goes along, fantasynational.com slash mayo. Also, subscribe to the newsletter in the description. It's completely free. We're going to be blasting a few of those out over the next two weeks to let you know about promotions that are going down. So if you only want to bet 20 bucks, well, you might as well turn that 20 into a free other 20 at the same time if you subscribe to the newsletter because we're going to have some promotions available. Sorry about the last week. As you can see, I'm currently in my new temporary studio. Hopefully, the audio is fixed after the problem that Jeff and I ran into last week. We had to switch rooms. Uh, eventually, 
eventually I'm going to have a real setback, but for the time being, aka the next few months, probably going to be this room. So now once I get all of my gear showing up, the lighting will be a little bit better, but hopefully this will suffice for the time being. I'm actually quite enjoying this. I'm in a room by myself. It's a much smaller room than I'm used to being in. I'm just happy to be back, to tell you the truth. Uh, I'm in day eight of, or day nine of 14-day quarantine, so my mind is a bit racing. I'm just happy to be pretending to talking to a camera, which I just, I'm going to treat as you guys out there. That's what I normally do, but it's just nice to be having a chat once again. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Uh, that's huge with a major coming up. See if we can bump up to number one in the world in terms of fantasy sports and betting podcast. We got to number two during the Masters. I would like to try to get to number one for the PGA Championship. Also, smash the like button to the episode in the description of this video. Please tell me your early lean on who is going to win at the Byron Nelson in 2021. Remember to subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, too. By the way, Listener's League link for DraftKings, it's back in full force. Link is in the description of the video and pod. $15 to play, three max entry, no rake, pretty good. Custies came out last week, and I know all of you have not downloaded or watched the Custies. I highly recommend that you do, because it's probably the best show of the year. It's me, it's Cust, it's Jeff, it's Garyan, it's a good time. Paul is in there as well. Gambling Movie Club for Owning Mahoney came out last week. Business of Golf last week, Mid-Season Review with Jeff Feinberg. All shows you can go back and watch. If you haven't already, please, even if you don't fucking care about them, go download the episode, go smash the like on each of them, and at least let it work inside the algorithms. We can boost those numbers up so we can bring you even more shows. Monday, I'll be back with Jeff. Uh, I'm not sure if there's Euro golf this week or not, so maybe Sky and Tom have the week off. I'll look into that. I usually just kind of tail their picks. Higo, man, Higo is unstoppable. We're going to be seeing him at the PGA Championship here very soon. I'm excited to lose all my money on Garrick Higo once he comes over. Austin, if he can stay inside the top 64 in the world, is where I really want to try to give him a look. Short hitting lefty. He's like the uh, the new generation Brian Harmon, except for he's from South Africa. The guy can chip and putt, though. And he's a lefty. It's just funny to see him out there. Maybe he's like the new school Mike Weir, or Mike Weir currently on the Senors Tour, where he's getting wins all of a sudden. Never has to drive Uber again for at least a year with the paycheck that he earned for beating John Daly in a Seniors Tour event. Anyway, is that everything we got going on? Yeah, let's jump into the course. Byron Nelson. Sorry about the spiel off the top. I'm just excited to be back talking. It's a new course this time around. No more Trinity Forest. That's gone. Um, not really the fault. I'll write about this on DraftKings Sport or DraftKings Playbook, sorry, on Monday, about why it's no longer at Trinity Forest. And a lot of it was just out of the hands of the course itself. They got bad weather. It led to fewer fans. And now they're at a new TPC course. It's called TPC Craig Ranch. It's a par 72, 6,468 yards. Zoza, fairways and bent grass greens. At least that's what it says on the website. So... That's what I'm going with until someone tells me differently. 156 players in this field, too, uh, and some pretty decent names, to tell you the truth. But I do want to start off with the course itself, because obviously this is the first time that we're seeing this course. So I want to go over to what the official tour card, scorecard sorry, from PGA Media is telling me right now. Uh, you can see it up there on the screen. Uh, like I mentioned, the... there was talk that one of the par fives was going to be shrunk down to a par four. I believe that was number 12... But it could have been number five at the same time. I don't really remember. But they're listing it as a par 72 at the moment. We'll see if that changes throughout the course of the week. And it's funny because it says official scorecard, par 72. But I've seen it change on a Tuesday before once people get their shit together and figure this 
figure this out that all of a sudden it's a little bit uh, easier to parse for us. But it's a really strangely set up course. Like if you really look at that scorecard, you see six of the par fours are over 450 yards. Three of the par threes are at least 216 yards. And the other one is 147 yards. And you're thinking, well, it's a par 72. It's 7,468 yards. Where is all the yardage being saved? If there's really long par threes and really long par fours, it's the par fives. They are not long. And I don't know exactly how they're going to end up playing. We'll go through that here in a second, but 500 and 47 yards to 569 yards. That is the bookends of the par fives. Everything falls into that. There's also two par fours under 360 yards as well. I don't know if both are drivable, but I'm guessing for the moment that the 330-yard par four 14th is going to be a drivable hole. So keep an eye out for that one, uh, and we'll see how that kind of goes throughout the week. The other one is number six, 361 yards. I'm going to guess that depends on the tee box that day, whether or not they want to turn that into a drivable par four. So here's kind of the hole by hole. We can kind of see this is uh, on course.bluegolf.com. You can search TPC Craig Ranch. Obviously, this is the first time it's being held at this course. There were two other times we've seen this course in action at a professional level on the men's game, the 2008 Corn Ferry Tour Championships, then known as the Nationwide Tour in the 2012. Actually, let's just click over to that for a second. Here is the 2012 Justin Bowley ended up winning, but then all of a sudden you look in second place and you got my main man who's in the field this week, James Hahn! He was runner-up that time around. So Adam Hadwin was in there, Russell Henley. They're not playing this week. The only other guys that I've seen, Luke List was T13. I don't believe that he is in the field. Maybe he is in the field. I'm going to go give that a look. And Bryce Garnett is most definitely in the field this time around. He and Cameron Percy were both T19 that year. Going back to 2008, you see Mark Leishman. I, I totally forgot about Mark Leishman on the nationwide tour at the time. Matt Bettencourt and Bryce, don't forget Bryce Molda. Jeff Clock, that is a great way to spell clock, by the way. K-L-A-U-K, clock, get clocked, pal. Jeff Clock came in second, never heard of him again. Colt Nost is now in the broadcast booth and hosting a podcast, so it's fun to look back. This is 2008, by the way. I'm not saying to look at course history, but what I'm saying is there are a few players in this field who are you know familiar with the layout. They've actually played it in a professional setting before in a tournament setting and maybe you can try to parse what kind of players if you can remember from 12 years ago at the time how they were you see webb simpson was t11 on the nationwide tour kyle smoking reefers haven't heard of that guy in like six years but he was t11 that time around but it's leishman who's the only one in the field that i can see at least who was t7 that year who else Daniel Summerhays. Oh, Ricky Burns, Scott Piercy. Probably a conspiracy that he came in T31. He probably actually won, but, you know, the man is holding him down. It was just a giant conspiracy against him to keep him out of the winner's circle. Anyway, that's what we were looking at from those years. We go back to Craig Ranch, and you can see it's named after some dude named Craig, so good on him for buying the place and then naming it after himself. That sounds exactly like something that I would do. And again, I will put this link in my article on Monday on dkplaybook.com where you can just kind of scroll through everything. This is hole number two. Uh, You see a few more dogleg lefts than dogleg rights, uh, I noticed going through. It's not a huge difference, but I want to go to wherever that drivable one is. All right, so here we are. So it's 270 to here. So to the third right bunker is 294 to the center. 
of the green is 341. I guess this really will depend on the tee box because it feels like there are a Mike Bryson's in the field, DJ's in the field. They could probably get there if they play a nice right to left type shot. And that might be important because I want to go and look at this other drivable one. And it's a bit of a dogleg left as well. At least your shot shape is going to have to be right to left unless there's trees that you can bring it over with no problem. However, it's only 325 to the center of the fairway, so I doubt they can really adjust that too much to not make it drivable at that point. So it does seem like it's a true test where the longer par fours are going to be an issue. There's cre- there's a creek that runs all over the course. I think it's in play on nine of the holes. So we'll learn more about this course as the week goes along and try to really be able to parse out what we're looking at. We'll still build a model right now anyway. That'll probably get adjusted as the week goes along. Probably take a quick look at the weather too. McKinney, Texas, Windfinder is the one that I'm using this week to track everything. Uh, Let's try to see what's going on here during the week. Barely any wind. It's a bit bit frosty for Texas. I mean, the reason that we don't normally... that, That was one of the reasons that Trinity Forest couldn't have patrons anymore and why they actually had to move the course they were a part of a four-year deal obviously it was canceled a year ago and they opted out uh, the pga tour did of the final year of that deal mainly because like it got so swelteringly hot one year that they had to evacuate like 50 people from the course because of heat stroke because there's no shade areas this course in particular uh craig mr craig the guy who named it after himself actually coordinated with the pga tour because he really wanted a pga event at his course when he was building it in like 2001, 2002, and actually took guidance. So, you know, the 17th hole, I think they're only at 25% capacity in terms of fans this time around, but they want to make their 17th hole like 16 in Phoenix. It has a capacity of 5,000 people as a stadium hole, but there's built-in shade with a lot of the trees and areas where that wasn't the case. The infrastructure is in place to make sure that people have water, people have shade, and can still see the golf at the same time. So this is sort of a from-the-ground-up built to be a PGA event so maybe this is one of the courses they're on a five-year deal maybe we can get some cameras there as well maybe that was a part of it we can start tracking every single group but yeah it goes up to 82 on Sunday uh, 81 on Saturday so a little bit chillier on Thursday from what you'd expect and then the rest of the week it's all pretty good Bit of wind on Friday afternoon. And again, this is on Sunday afternoon when I'm looking at this. The Quail Hollow is still going on. Good luck to everyone out there who has people at Quail Hollow. Hopefully my my losers at like minus one and minus two can make a run and get inside the top five and save my week. I am not holding my breath for that. Fortunately, it was a low exposure week because I basically did no research. I was hoping like, hey, Pat, you do research all the time and you fucking lose all the time. So maybe the move is don't do research and then bet anyway. Turns out that didn't work either. So maybe I'm just cursed or unlucky or just straight up bad at betting and DraftKings golf. Who knows? But I do like digging into the research, and I hope you do too. Smash a like, by the way. Saturday uh, looks like super high winds. I don't know how that's going to affect this course because it should be protected by a lot of trees. Ditto with the wind gusts on Sunday. This is the weather a week in advance. Um, I would check back as late as possible on Wednesday evening uh, to try to see what it looks like for Thursday. That's about all we can really try to project out. It does like there's rain in the forecast on Tuesday and Wednesday, so maybe it softens up conditions just a tad. Who knows, though? Let's jump over to FantasyNational.com. Once again, FantasyNational.com slash Mayo for 20% off. Additionally, if you only want to get the week, do it on Wednesday. You get Wednesday to Wednesday. You get both tournaments, the lineup generator, the simulator, your tournament history, whatever it might be. You can access it all on FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. Uh, The big names in the field that we're looking at right now. 
Um, Dustin, Rom, Bryson, and Brooks. Brooks Kepka is back this week. Those are going to be your big four. We also have Spieth, Berger, Heidecki, Scheffler, Will Zalatoris. A lot of Texas guys in this tournament. Matthew Fitzpatrick. See, woo! Kim, 80-1 to right now to win the PGA Championship, by the way. I'm going to bet Siwoo for the PGA Championship. I'm hoping come Monday they reset the odds a little bit this Monday, and maybe he falls to triple digits. I have the book that I am using right now. I believe he is over triple digits on DraftKingsSportsBook.com at the moment. So maybe if he has a bad Byron Nelson, if he has a good Byron Nelson, his odds are going to skyrocket because they're going to be like, oh, my God. A PGA Championship where I believe Siwoo ended up inside the top 15 last August, and then a Pete Dye course. It's just going to point to Siwoo Kim. We also have Lee Westwood, Jason Day, Sergio, and Ryan Palmer in the field. Uh, two guys from the European Tour coming over. The Raz, Antoine Rosnail, and John Catlin, who won not too long ago. Hit him, thanks to Sky, 70-1 to 1, about a month ago on the European Tour. We also have Ryan Lumsden in the field. He was the winner of the 2019 Byron Nelson Collegiate Golf Award. Uh, he's currently on the Alps Tour, which I think is like the super minor league tour of <laughs> the European Tour. I think that's where Matt Wallace ended up coming from. Uh, we also have Cole Hammer, Tyler Strafasi, the guy who played in the D. DJ Group at the Masters, the low, or the guy who won, I believe, the U.S. Amateur. Uh, Kevin Stadler is in on a medical exemption. Uh, he was good the last time that we saw him play in Texas. It's the last time he's been good in the past seven years. But either way, he actually struck the shit out of the ball that week. And then you have Pearson Cootie, who I did joke that is either grew up extremely wealthy or extremely poor. Someone said that you either have, what is it, the squirrel dinner or the silver spoon dinner. It's one of the two. I'm guessing, I think his dad or his grandfather won the Masters, so I'm going to guess that with a name like Pearson Cootie, that he grew up with some money. Some of that Texas money, if you know what I mean. Um, yes, but... Uh, what a name, Pearson. Pearson Cootie, spelled P-I-E-R-C-S-O-N. So not even like Pearson Airport. It's like Pierce Bronson, but with sun on the. It's like Pierce Bronson moving, mashed into one name. It's kind of ridiculous. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years and made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. I've tried all three now, and I'm cutting back on smoking. I'm ready to jump in full steam to quitting smoking. It's about fucking time, so that's what I'm going to be doing, quitting smoking, and Lucy is going to help me try to do that. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine in cherry ice flavor, and each and every flavor actually tastes great. I can attest to that. They do taste delicious. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, even at the gym, if you want to. I've been trying to quit smoking for like five years now, and it really has not worked out. Everything that I've tried hasn't worked. Lucy is going to give me my best shot at doing that. I'm going to try to convince Paul to do exactly the same thing as well, because it's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, chuck out the dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. I just got my first month. Got to dig into it and consistently do it every single day because it's simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has the delivery down. Pat Mayo Experience listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code MAYO, that's M-A-Y-O, to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's Lucy, L-U-C-Y, 
www.mayo.co and use promo code MAYO at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning! This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code MAYO. Let's all try to quit together if you're out there, okay? Thin is in, they say. But what's good about a thin steak or a thin wallet or thinning hair? Bad news. The answer to these rhetorical questions is nothing. So why then is every brand of men's body wash so weak and watered down? Any argument for using this crap is pretty thin, if I must say so. Enter Thick, a new product from the Duke Cannon Supply Company. Thick earns its name by being three times thicker than common body washes. It's the high viscosity alternative to watching your money run down the shower drain. Thick comes in a big-ass container that you crack open like a beer. That sounds awesome. And it comes in four distinctly masculine scents that won't leave you smelling like a teenage boy. Thin is out. Thick is in. Duke Cannon Thick High Viscosity Body Wash is $9 per bottle, or you can get all four scents for $30. Bourbon Oak Barrel, the latest scent inspired by our favorite place on earth, the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Notes of amber combined with a woodsy oak barrel foundation for a rich scent that smells as good as bourbon tastes. Naval Diplomacy, a refreshing ocean scent with notes of fresh water and musk. Old Glory, a rich, sophisticated, and classically masculine scent that blends notes of tobacco, cedarwood, and amber. Then there's Productivity, an invigorating and uplifting combination of peppermint pine and eucalyptus scents. Had enough of a thin gruel that is your current body wash? Thick is made with a plant-based thickener for superior lather. So you're not going to need that gross loofah anymore. And as an added bonus, when you heft a 17 and a half ounce bottle of thick, you're getting in a light arm workout. So visit dukecannon.com and use promo code MAYO, M-A-Y-O, for 10% off your entire order. Free shipping with orders over $20. A range of Duke Cannon's men's premium products are also available at Target stores. Once again, DukeCannon.com, promo code MAYO for 10% off your entire order. Anyway, if we start building out the model, I kind of told you what I was looking for in terms of hole location, and obviously I don't have anything built for this. So let's make a new one. Let's add a new model. Here we go. Custom model number 60. We'll call this one by Ron Nelson, TPC Craig. Let's save that one up. Let's get rid of everything on the board and kind of do what we always try to do. I'm just going to put in just tea to green very slightly. This does seem like a course where you can score a little bit, but there were two notes that I really wanted to kind of hammer down. And I'll separate off the tea and approach instead of just using ball striking. I know that tea to green actually has both when it comes down to that. So we're going to go with approach. And I'll chuck in around the green just a little bit as well. Just I, Sometimes I weight these at zero because I just like to see it on my screen. Uh, I mentioned par fours, a 400 to 50 to 500 yards, or you know, over half the par fours are in that range this week. So I'm guessing that those are going to be some of the more difficult holes. The other two ones that I really want to throw in, uh, just based on the length of the par fives and the length of the par threes, proximity 175 to 200. And then 200 plus. Uh, I mentioned three of the par threes are over uh, 200 yards. So they're in that 200 to 225 bucket. But also with the shorter par fives, and I'm not sure 
yet whether or not. Maybe I can kind of jump back to this and check out the par fives for a second. Where is the par fives? 18 is a par five. That's always nice. The creek is 495 out. So guys are going to have to fly the creek on their second shot if they can get there. Some of the deeper players, I'm assuming, will be able to do that. Uh, there's no creek on par five, 493 yards. What's that actually playing as? Uh, number 12, four, five, 47. So is this off? Is this, so yeah, th this par five, uh, the one that's listed at 493 is actually going to play as four five forty seven. Um, at least according to the official scorecard. So, and the fairway is four, nine, five, ten. the center of the fairway in the back, the center of the green is five fourteen away. If they use these tee boxes, that's five sixty four. Does that mesh? 564. Yes, that does actually check out with the scorecard that we've been looking at. Doesn't seem like there's a creek in play on that hole either. These power fives look super gettable, by the way. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like there's another one there. So your second shot on par fives, I'm guessing most are going to come from 175 to 200 or 200 plus. And that's where you're going to do the majority of your scoring. And even some of the longer par fours that you might be in that 175 bucket as well. So let's just go with approach at 20%. 20, 25% is always a good one, good way to go about it. And then we'll go 15 for off the tee. We'll just list around the green at five right now and then boost up around the green at five as well. I'm going to tinker with this as the week goes along as as I tend to do. So par fours from 450 to 500 yards, we're going to put at 10%. The proximity from 175 to 200, we're going to list at 10%. And the proximity from 200 plus, I know that's a lot of iron play. Maybe I should up the off the tee a little bit up to 20% and around the green up to 10% as well. It puts us at 90%. And then let's just check in one of these low par fours as well as we're going through it. So let's go to the zero to 350 because it seems like two of them are going to fall into that range this time. And what else can we kind of boost up here? I mean, that's pretty good. We'll go, do I want to wait another approach that much? Let's say, what's what else? Well, let's go with opportunities gained. Uh, I mean, it is another iron stat, obviously, but it is proprietary too. You know what? We'll throw in putting. Why not throw in putting? I always forget to throw in putting. And, you know, well, it is important. We saw an example like Keith Mitchell. I think he's a nice one to look into for this week. I think he lost 12 strokes putting in two rounds at Valspar, or he ended up playing all four rounds. And then all of a sudden, at Quail Hollow, the guy can't miss. So putting, rather capricious, although I would like to see a nice baseline on some of these guys. So let's load this in and see what that spits us out for TPC Craig Ranch. Let it load up here as we go along. I'm still working on the internet at my place. It's supposed to be supposed to be fast, but over the past 50 rounds, we have Rom Dustin Zalatoris, the Gim Reaper. Guy can't putt for fucking shit, by the way. Although the rest of his game, quite good. Daniel Berger, I forgot to mention, Thomas Peters is in the field this week as well. We always love to play Thomas Peters. He's getting ready for the PGA Championship, so keep an eye on Peters. Obviously, statistically, uh, over the past 50 rounds, rates out really well, but I'd be curious to see when that's drawing from. So he has unweighted rounds from Corrales in Puerto Rico. Then it's U.S. Open, where he had a nice run until the final round. 
the Open Championship, the U.S. Open, PGA Championship. Byron Nelson, he's having like an exemption into the Byron Nelson every single year. Uh, be wary looking back at course history as well. Like you can look at Texas courses. Uh, you can look at bent grass greens if that's something you really want to go into. But either way, so Rom, Dustin, Will, Z, Gim, Berger, Peters, Bryson, Brooks, Sam Burns, EVR, Matthew Fitzpatrick, see, woo, Kim, Ryan Palmer, Hideki Matsuyama, Scotty Scheffler, and Luke List are going to be your top 16. Harris English, Sergio Patton, Kazire, James Hahn, and Sebastian Munoz fill out the rest of that. If we shrink this down a little bit and see people who are trending in the custom stat model, always something I like to look at a little bit. So we'll set the rolling report at the top, and then we'll go to custom model and wait in this one that we just built and see how that ends up working out for us. I'm currently looking at my text messages, and Cust is having a freak out about the, the, the horse who won the Kentucky Derby, the horsey, ending up cheating at the Kentucky Derby. I have no idea what the fallout from that is going to be. Uh, probably not great, though. Tom Lewis, uh, nice in between, so we'll see what his value is. So we go past 100 rounds, no huge changes, really. So this is kind of the baseline that we're looking at here. So if we look at past 100 rounds, the way that I like to look at it, uh, especially when I'm looking for sleepers. So you see someone like Doc Redman rated out 16th uh, and has been getting progressively worse until he turned it around just a little bit the last time that we saw him. So who are some of the guys that are on, like, sort of the downside? Looking at past four rounds, past eight rounds, that is a super small sample. Uh, uh, I don't I mean you're, you have to look back so long, but you also have to glean if you want to play a recent form, like eight rounds, 12 rounds, you might have to have some blind faith in something like that if you're going to go forward with it as well. So I, there's no real rhyme or reason to what you should be picking out. You see Bryson just all of a sudden just kind of vaults up. Uh, he goes from six to 19th to number one across the board. Brooks, Berger, and Rom never fall outside the top. 10 or the top seven it looks like when it comes to any of the ranges Hideki is still going to be up there as well then he, like Harris English went from really good to kind of bad so let's go by eight rounds and see some of the names that we might not realize could be up there someone like Gim is never worse than 21st in this model so he's someone I'm just going to continue to play and hopefully he has a good putting week because sometimes that happens Hoagie despite a bad Valspar especially on the weekend uh, he actually turned out to be pretty good uh, in terms of just every other range across the board. Who else? Uh, Kucher is getting better over time. List and Ryan Moore, although Ryan Moore would have rated out really well here. How is Ryan Moore doing anyway? Never never keep tabs on this guy anymore. I don't know how he's playing right now at Quail Hollow or if he's even in the field. He's made three consecutive cuts, at least going into Quail Hollow. Didn't really turn out too well for him on the weekend. However, it is nice to see the ball striking getting a little bit better. It was really good at Heritage, less so at Valspar, but he gained in all four strokes gain metrics. Uh, he had a bad run with his irons from the players through Valero. However, the driving tends to be relatively consistent, and obviously he's not a deep driver of the ball, but it's nice to see him starting to get his game back just a little bit. Siwoo, never worse than 19th in any of these. Shank, I mean, Shank, I played Shank this week. I got fucking shanked by him in some of my, probably, I, I can't remember if I played in my main lineup or not. Not that I played a ton of DraftKings this week with the move and everything like that, but Adam Shank rating out pretty decently. Roger Sloan did make the cut, I believe. Han, uh, long-term, actually a little bit better, so with some experience at this course. I don't think that means a ton, but that is something to look at because the stats kind of back it up as well of guys that are playing a little bit better. Scheffler, he's just bad over that late last eight rounds, the one I have highlighted right now. 
Spieth uh, just progressively getting better, obviously. I'm sorting it by past 12 rounds right now. If you can see it on the screen, if you're listening to the audio version, it's probably fucking nails on a chalkboard. But I'm trying to talk you through what I'm seeing here. I saw that Danny Lee DQ'd or withdrew earlier this week. Camillo keeps popping. Does he keep making cuts, or am I just imagining that this is happening? It's usually on, like, shorter Bermuda courses, though, isn't it? Yeah, Valero, Valspar, Heritage, although Heritage played a bit more Poe. This is on pure bent. I wonder if he has any sort of bent splits. Yeah, bent and Poe, he's better on Bermuda than anything else. Uh, but if the wind does pick up, he does play really well in windy conditions, as we can see. But it's a miscut, or it's fucking a top 30 as it's turning out right now for Camillo. So hopefully you can keep that hot putter going. The off the tee numbers kind of scare me just a little bit. Minus 3.2, minus 3, and still finish inside the top 25 in both those tournaments. That feels like that's dangling on a thread for something that could go away rather quickly. Uh, Jason Day, Scott Harrington, Johnny Vagas playing a little bit better. All right, enough of that. Let's just go back to the overall strokes gain modeling and let's go past 36 rounds and just give this a gander of maybe some of the key proximity ranges that we are trying to target and maybe the key stats of players on shorter par threes that's something i'd want to wait out a little bit more uh than 36 rounds for drivable par fours it's really tough to gauge because all quote-unquote short par fours or drivable par fours are created differently like this one is a bit of a right to left we saw on both of them if you can get to both of them where, like, I always reference someone like Colin Morikawa when it comes down to this, where you're looking at him like the PGA Championship last year, Workday last year, those were left to right, where he could play that cut shot, and he just you know, he was just pounding the green on both of them. Would it be a different story if it was a right to left? Would he have been able to do that? I have no idea. But I know that that shot shape is specifically what he is going for most of the time. Uh, that's sort of his bread and butter type shot that, you know, I can see how that can play itself out pretty well. But past 36 rounds, if we do look on holes from that range, 0 2 three, 50. You got Austin Cook, Patton Kazire, Daniel Hauserberger, Lahiri, McCumber. Okay, we got, we got some guys up here. Uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick could be a look this week after people are kind of off of him a little bit. It does seem like Ryan Palmer best at 200 proximity and ninth, although I feel like he's been fading a little bit uh, in terms, uh, although the 200 proximity is still really good. The putting has been up and down. Where has he been following? That 175 to 200 range has been up and down, although he's never really been great at that, even over time when he was playing well. So maybe he can hit those plus 200 shots a little bit more than he has been doing normally and that can vault him up the board i don't know where his odds are going to come in especially when we talk about some of the names in this field like dustin Rahman, bryson and spieth i'm guessing are going to be the top four i'll try to put some guesses i'm going to write that on the sheet odds guesses and then jeff and i will bet none of them tomorrow because they will be too high and then they'll come one through four on the leaderboard because that's how we do it around here 450 to 500 yards. Fitzpatrick, Scheffler, see, woo, Jason Day, and James Hahn. Okay. They're inside the top five over the past 36 rounds. 450 to 500 yard par fours. Burnsy, Westwood, Deschambeau, English, Brooks, Howell. I don't really know how to approach the Brooks Kepka injury because for one round at the Masters, played all right. Um, and then in day two, like he could not putt whatsoever. Dustin's really going to be the one to watch out for here. Cause I said, once the irons came around that this would be all of a sudden go back all in. And the irons did kind of come around for him when he was striking his irons well through TOC through WGC Mexico to begin the year, dude couldn't putt to save his life. And then he couldn't drive the ball. So that was off. 
And then you can see he had the miscut at the Masters. Then 5.1 strokes gained off the tee, 3.7 strokes gained off the tee. The driving, that's fine again. Around the green at the Valspar, which is kind of weird. Uh, he's a very good around the green player, as you can see over time. Had a bad week. It happens to the best players. Um, when you think about around the green, you almost have to put it in the same bucket as putting, not to the extremes, though. I mean, it's the same as approach, and it's the same as driving. The best drivers in the world might have a bad week off the tee, and the best iron players in the world could just be shit with their approaches that week. This seems to happen around the greens from time to time, even to very good around the green players. Not everyone is going to be Justin so in round two at Quail Hollow, where he lost almost six strokes around the green. That's bad. Uh, when you regularly gain a stroke and a half to three strokes around the green and you just all of a sudden lose three strokes, I'm just going to put that up to you had a bad week. You can shake that one off. But seeing the irons flip back into the positive. Now, that's not a great number. 1.7 strokes gained on approach. Much better than he had been doing recently. If he can build off that along with the off the tee, coupled with especially if Rory can pull through or even finish top three at Quail Hollow, uh, the time to bet Dustin for Kiowa Island might be coming up here before he plays at this tournament. Now, if he has a bad week, you might get a better number at the PGA Championship. However, if he has a good week, you're going to get a worse number because you're going to have that Rory bump where he kind of bumps down the guys from the top of the list a little bit. And Dustin plays Pete Dye courses pretty well historically, especially the longer ones. Uh, and if he is getting his game right right now, then all of a sudden uh, he could be looking pretty good. It's a hometown event for him too. I mean, at least a home state event. He's from South Carolina. We're going back to South Carolina for this, but let's go to 200-yard proximity range. Palmer, Bryson, Grayson Murray. Grayson Murray, FRL. That's going to be fun. I've stopped playing first-round leaders because I've just been losing so much in that. Maybe I'll get back to it this week for some shits and giggles. Fucking Will Gordon. I can never figure this guy out. I feel like this is that Albertson-type thing where he's just being carried by, like, one or two really good rounds because... He hasn't been good. Well, I guess he's been scoring on these par fours. I guess in these specific stats, all of the irons are kind of all over the place. All right, so let's, let's take a big fade on Will Gordon. Uh, Christoph Ventura, Sergio, English, Leishman. Leishman might be the play coming off a win. I mean, it was a team event, but still. Ben Taylor, Cameron Champ. We might put, instead of putting in strokes game putting, you can put in driving distance to this model as well and see what it kind of spits out for you, or even good drives gained anything like that. Dustin is still up there in 200-yard proximity. If we go to 175 proximity, it's the Gim Reaper. So the best players combined, uh, top 25 in each of these ranges, Straka, 4th and 25th, Rom 5th and 4th, so Rom is the best, followed by Leishman, 7th and 7th, over the past 36 rounds. Wesley Bryan is up there, Patton Kazire, top 20 in both. Also very good on these short par 3s as well, Patton Kazire. Last time I jumped on him, he missed. He just let us all down, put it that way. Who else? Grayson Murray is top 20 in both, but he's just bad at everything else in the world. Sam Ryder is top 20 in both proximity ranges. Will Zalatoris, Daniel Berger. Who else is pretty good? Hoagie is top 30 in both. Ben Taylor is top 30 in both. Danny Lee isn't horrible. Uh, neither is Harris English. Neither is Carlos Ortiz. Carlos Ortiz does have his win in Texas, and I don't know how he's doing it right now at the Wells Fargo Championship, but I saw him sniffing around the leaderboard. That's not horrible news. Champ, too. Uh, if this turns out to be a bomber's paradise and uh, obviously, these stats aren't including the Masters strokes gain stats because those are proprietary to the Masters that maybe Champ is someone that we can go looking at, though. 147th in putting. Maybe you try to catch yourself a good week. Who has been running hot with the putter? Fitz, Hadley, 
Burger Cook, Johnson Wagner, the stash, he's back. Burns, Garnett continues to putt really well. Ventura, Han, oh my God, my voice is going to be killed by all the all the nickname guys at the top of the putting list. Spieth, Lonely, Kazire, the Boz, Bazelli, Jimmy Walker. I think Walker made the cut at Quail Hollow. Fucking Walker, that guy's all over the place. Norin, Von Thaler, Harris English, the Gooch. Ryan Palmer, actually 22nd in putting. Interesting. All right, let's get to the odds guesses for the week at this event. That's the last thing I'll leave you with before Jeff and I really dig into everything in terms of the betting odds come Monday and when I write up the column and try to dig in a little bit more. And I'll have links to all of this stuff in that column, whether you're looking for the wind or old leaderboards. And the newsletter is definitely where it's going to have. Maybe I'll save that stuff for the newsletter and see what I can churn out exclusive for the column this time around. So my guess is going to be you got DJ, you got Rom, Bryson, Brooks, and Spieth. Guessing those are going to be your top five on the betting board, just kind of full stop. Brooks will be the last of them because we just haven't seen him in a while. And the last time we did see him, missed the cut at the Masters. Not great look, kind of injured, couldn't bend down to read putts whatsoever. Could Spieth be the favorite? I mean, I guess it all really depends on what we're looking for here in terms of how these guys finish at Quail Hollow. If Bryson goes bananas on Sunday all of a sudden his odds are going to get a two-point boost. So I'll say Spieth is going to come in at 14 to 1. DJ will come in at 10. Rom will come in at 11. Bryson will come in at 12. So 10 for DJ, Rom 11, Bryson 12, Spieth 14 to 1. They'll hang a 20 on Brooks. So that leaves us with a second level of Berger, Chef, Hideki, Fitz, I don't think that Westwood, Palmer, or Sergio are going to get up to that level. Um, who else? Will Z will be up there. Berger, Scheffler, Matsuyama, Fitz. So that will probably be, and Westwood, just based on his play over the past little bit, will likely scrape inside the top 40, top 35 as well. Palmer, I'm guessing, will be inside the top 40 as well. Texas narrative guy, playing pretty well this year, that kind of thing. So Berger, I'm going to say 22. Fitz, I'm going to say 25. Hideki at 20. Scheffler at 25 to 30, 28. Westwood at 35. Will Z coming off a missed cut for the first time in ages. I would like him as a rebound spot here too. I Maybe I'm wishful thinking would say 35 because I'd jump back onto that, but I'll say 30 for the moment. I, he feels like a 28 or 30 type guy. And Ryan Palmer at 35 to 1. Maybe I'm missing someone here. That's just kind of the way that I would have it structured out right now. These would not be the odds that I would want to see what these guys are at. These are what I'm guessing that the books are going to put out for the Byron Nelson this time around. Drafting Sportsbook will have them up very early in the morning. And then I'll be back with Jeff to break them all down. It's good to be back. Full week of shows coming up, plus a few bonus shows that I recorded before I left the old studio. We have a state of legalized sports betting and gambling content with myself and Dustin Gauker coming out. There's a giant UFC DraftKings strategy show I did with John Kelly and Brett Apley. Uh, it's a pay-per-view week, so go subscribe to the Dogger Pass podcast, too, by the way, with Paul and Cody. Those shows are back up and running, too, but we're going to have that released probably Thursday. Fantasy football, it's time to start digging in now that the draft is over. I moved at a really weird time where I couldn't do a bunch of draft content. Cust, me, and Jeff are going to have the scheduled release show this week. It's great to be back, so continue smashing the like, continue downloading the episodes, and we got a major coming up here, so let's try to win some money instead of continuing 
continuously losing like we do every single week. So we have some bankroll to play with for the PGA Championship, all right? FantasyNational.com slash Mayo for 20% off. Do it right now. And that'll do it for me. Sub to the channel as well. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.